Hey friends, and welcome to episode 171 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick, and today we're going to talk about how to move forward when you're stuck in overwhelm. Just a few months ago in December of 2022, I was in that exact spot, totally overwhelmed. I had just launched a second business with my husband called Studio Pizza Productions, offering podcast and video editing services to other business owners. Plus, I was serving my one-on-one time management coaching clients, leading my group coaching program, and showing up for the It's About Time Academy. All the while, I was still recording podcast episodes, YouTube videos, and working my way through the latest round of edits on my book. Not to mention it was December, one of the busiest months of the year with parties, events, travel, holiday prep, and festivities galore. It was a lot, a whole lot happening at once. And even though I was still getting stuff done, I constantly felt like I was behind or forgetting to do something. It felt like things were falling through the cracks and it definitely wasn't how I envisioned the holiday season feeling. If you're listening to this episode right now, I'm sure you can relate too. Overwhelm is something we all experience, no matter what job or season of life you find yourself in. It can happen whenever, wherever, and whatever's causing you stress, you have a right to be feeling that way. But I knew back in December that I couldn't just throw my hands up and quit everything, nor did I want to. So I asked myself this question from the book, The One Thing, by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. It's one of my favorite books, and the question goes like this. What's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? I'll say it one more time. The question is, what's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? So step one, I stopped and examined my calendar to see where all of my time was going? Why did I feel so busy and overloaded? Which led me to step two. I decided to pause making new YouTube videos. I knew that pumping the brakes on YouTube would make everything else feel easier. And by the way, I'm back at it now, but taking a break was huge for taking back my time. Step three, I hired a customer success assistant So I could still care for my clients by showing up as the best coach while someone else handled the more pebble-oriented administrative tasks. I took three small steps that helped me take back my time, beat back the overwhelm, and continue to show up as my best self. The moral of the story, when you're overwhelmed, smaller steps are better and more impactful than giant leaps. I know this can sound a little counterintuitive because when you're overwhelmed, you just want to get as much done as fast as possible so you can stop feeling overwhelmed. But in today's episode, I want to show you how to take a step back and focus on getting just one step closer to less overwhelm or one step closer to those big goals you have for yourself. We'll talk about two types of overwhelm you've probably felt before and how to tell the difference. You'll hear how you can beat overwhelm when you still want to make progress, and we'll touch on the benefits of focusing on just one small step at a time. 
And because I know you're probably trying to make the most of your time and you're listening in the car while you're in carpool or you're doing stuff around the house, it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. So don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details and lessons learned from this episode over in the show notes, plus links to any of the resources I'll mention. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 171. All right, it's about time we get started, so let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. Overwhelm usually comes in two forms, task-based overwhelm and progress-based overwhelm. Maybe you're overwhelmed with your to-do list, or maybe it's overwhelmed from everything that's not being done, from the progress that's not being made. The first type of overwhelm, task-based overwhelm, is something that I talk about a lot on this show. Task-based overwhelm has more to do with being overwhelmed by the number of things on your to-do list. You've got so much to do, but you're not sure how you're going to get it all done. But the second type of overwhelm, progress-based overwhelm, is what we're going to focus on right now. Because while it's still very real, it needs to be looked at a little bit differently than task management. Progress-based overwhelm is what happens when we feel pressured to make progress that counts or to take a big leap, make extreme changes, or be an overnight success. It mainly comes down to the pressure to perform, either from you or that pressure might be coming from an outside source. Whenever you feel behind in your career, in your life, or like you're in last place in some non-existent race, progress overwhelm is what you're feeling. And this isn't just with work or fulfilling one of those big life goals. It can apply to building habits, taking care of your health, growing professionally, really anything. One time, I had a client who could be considered successful by any measure. She was the vice president of a successful company, volunteered in the community, and had lots of great friends. But she struggled because she felt behind compared to others in her circle. She wanted to be a homeowner. She wanted to get her master's degree. She wanted to completely change careers. But you know that old saying, Rome wasn't built in a day? Well, neither is that master's degree, or creating more work-life balance, or building an exercise habit. Good things take time. Of course, telling you to take it one step at a time is easier said than done, especially when maybe you have a little too much going on right now. But the truth is, you have to slow down to speed up. You do not have limitless energy. So what do you do? How do you beat overwhelm when you still want to make progress? Well, let's start with a couple examples. Let's say you wanna stop working weekends. You've been working weekends for the past few months because you have so much to do after all your meetings during the week. It's been a constant problem for you and you're ready to make a change. 
Well, rather than suddenly expecting yourself to quit working on weekends cold turkey and somehow magically begin getting everything done during the week so you can have a restful work-free weekend this week, like ASAP, let's be real. That type of change doesn't happen overnight or even in a week. It takes planning. It takes systems. It takes being realistic about what your calendar and your schedule looks like, what you're saying yes to, what you're saying no to, the kind of support you have. Instead of making a bunch of extreme changes all at once, let's think about how you can get just one step closer to your goal of totally turning off on the weekends. Maybe you change your meeting availability to only three days a week instead of offering times on all five. Maybe you block off time each morning for a solid two-hour focus session so you can get your most important work done before all the meetings come in. Maybe you ask your manager or your team to help you prioritize what really needs to be done. And while those are three examples, again, you don't have to do all of these at once. This is a transition that can take weeks. And that's okay. You're more likely to stick with incremental change than a total overhaul. We want to be sustainable here. Let's try another example. Let's say you get some feedback from your doctor about your health and you have to make some changes. So then you leave the doctor, you go spend $200 at Whole Foods, and you start eating salads and taking supplements at every meal. You decide you're going to start working out twice a day, every day. Now, is all of that change at once sustainable? Not so much. For one, you don't have time built into your schedule yet to support all of those life changes. So now you feel like you're messing up at work and at home trying to find the time to do all of these things. For two... These massive changes aren't sustainable. I know, I'll say it again, they aren't sustainable. So instead, what if you introduced just one of those things a week and then added the next and then the next once you got the hang of the first two? Breaking things down this way helps you feel less overwhelmed, yes, but there's a lot less to lose or mess up on because the risk is low meaning there's less pressure on you to get it right the first time. But even if you don't, that's still okay too. Essentially, you're building smaller habits up and setting boundaries that help you stick to your goals. By taking one small step instead of 30, you also leave room to be a human. Because let's be real, things happen, and I don't want you to feel discouraged when your massive changes don't stick on week one. Plus, there's still errands to run, laundry to do, food to be eaten, or kids to be cared for in the meantime. There is a real life that's still happening outside of your goals. Another important step in making changes that stick, pinpoint the obstacles that might pop up along the way. Back to that example of trying not to work weekends. You know what? You might be coming up on a busy season at work, and in the past, you've had to work weekends to get through that busy season. I'm looking at you accountants trying to survive tax season and realtors enjoying the beautiful, busy spring weather. Knowing ahead of time that you just might have to work one weekend will make you feel less frustrated when it eventually happens, because it's something that happens outside of your control. You've set the expectation for yourself so you're less caught off guard and less disappointed when you just have to log some hours on a Saturday. You may also have a team member who doesn't respect the deep work time you've set aside for yourself. So you may need to have a conversation with that team member about your goals and the best way for them to contact you when they need to collaborate. In the example of the person trying to improve their health, 
maybe they forgot they have a two-week vacation coming up and they won't be able to stick to their strict diet or exercise regimen while they're away. The whole idea is to think about what might pop up to interfere with your progress and address it ahead of time. When you know what might be coming your way, it's so much easier to set expectations and be prepared. Do you want my help figuring out how to take small steps toward your self-improvement, time management, and productivity goals? Want to identify those roadblocks standing in the way of your progress? Then you're invited to One Step Closer, How to Make Time Management Work for You on April 25th. And don't worry if you're listening to this after April 25th, 2023, you can still join in on the fun too. There's a link to the replay in the show notes of this episode at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 171. One Step Closer is a free live workshop that can help you find a plan for your days that works the way you do and develop time management habits that stick, including feeling less pressure and overwhelm. I have four workshop times for you to choose from throughout the day on April 25th, so you're bound to find a session that works for you. I'll also be sharing resources and tools that can help you with your goals, and you'll walk away with your next step to keep you accountable. Head over to AnnaDCornick.com forward slash workshop to pick your time and grab your seat. Remember, you can always find all the details and resources mentioned in this episode, including a link to register for One Step Closer, over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 171. Oh, and be sure to join me next week. We'll be talking about the buddy system, or more specifically, how important accountability is along our time management journey. You may already know that having someone to hold you accountable for things like working out, eating healthier, reading more, and going to bed earlier is important. Remember how much easier it was to study in school when you did it with friends or go to those new yoga classes when a friend came with you? Having someone by your side to help you accomplish new and sometimes difficult things like breaking bad habits or building good ones, well, it does wonders. So why are we not thinking about time management and work-life balance like that? Join me next week where in episode 172, we'll dive into why accountability is so important for good time management and work-life balance, and I'll even give you some ideas about where to find it. All right, friends, that wraps it up for today. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.